let's go. Oh, snap. Welcome, 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 welcome once again for your weekly programming of Amsterdam Talk. So if I'm on TV, it must be nine o'clock. So of course, I'm your host, Rod. Welcome to season two, episode five. See, and tonight I got a special, special, special guest all the way from Chicago, Illinois coming in tonight. Miss um, Dana Michelle, who is the host of Dana being Dana. How you doing, Miss Dana Michelle? What's up? How you doing? Greetings. I'm all right. I'm all right. For those who don't know, Dana has her own hit series. Is uh, NCTV 17, correct? Naperville Community Television is a local nonprofit television station right outside of Chicago. Um, and that okay. is where my television show is housed. How long you been on TV? I've been on TV for two years. We, we celebrated our two year anniversary uh, in May. And it came from a podcast that I started in 2017. Okay. Y'all see that, folks? Anything can happen. She's on TV now. But before we get into what you're doing here tonight, so, like, what happens on Dana being Dana? Like, what what, what 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 goes on on the TV show? For those who don't know, we've seen, but those who don't know. Yeah, and Naperville Community Television, it's NC, nctv17.com. Sometimes people get that confused. Uh, it's not nctv. Um, it's nctv17.com, not nc17. Uh, okay. But it's a show about the human connection and different things that bring people together. Uh, my philosophy and belief is that we have more things in common than we do differences. Mm -hmm. And when you get people together, you allow them opportunities to talk, white, black, old, young, gay, straight. Uh, people find that they have more in common than they do differences. And so um, that has kind of been my, my thing, the fabric of my show and what we're all about. Okay. so. Before that, it was a podcast, and then you turned it to like a hit TV show now that you <laughs> Thank do. You. Thank you. So yeah. I'm guessing they want to know what you don't what you're doing here. So we brought Miss Dana Michelle over, you know, because she did an interesting topic that we ran across on the internet. Um dating during the pandemic. Absolutely. Shooting your shot. Yeah. So we brought Ms. Dana Michelle here, you know, to talk to us about pre the differences in between pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, during the pandemic. I wish I could say after because I don't know when it ends in, but just right. pre and during and, you know, and shooting your shot, some helpful tips that may help some of, you know, the, the fans and listeners out there be able to conduct themselves, I guess, successfully and jumping in DMs and doing all the type of thing, men and women. So like, what are the main differences that you see, that you've seen from pre to during COVID, like the courting and dating stages? I think uh, one of the things that have, has been different obviously is, is the quarantining aspect, right? So people who were more introverted or shy, um, the playing field is a bit more leveled, right? Because people weren't going out. So when people were um, sheltering in place at the initial stages of the pandemic, you couldn't go anywhere. And so right. you were left with your game. Your thumbs was was really kind of the best of your best, right? So it's all right. about your, your, your game. Can you talk? Can you hold a conversation? Can you engage? 
um, because there was nowhere to go. And so you were okay. left with your basic social skills. Um, right. Are you funny? Are you engaging? Do you have anything to say? Can you conjugate right. verbs? And so that's, you know, it, it, it kind of took it kind of took relationships and dating to a very basic level when we started because there was nowhere else to go. There were no distractions, right? You can go uh, to a movie theater and, mm -hmm. and you can have a first date at a movie theater, an amazing first date at a movie theater and not even really talk to the person you're with. Well, see, I'm going to interject with you right there. My barber told me many moons ago, do not take a woman to the movie theater on her first, on your first date because it's complete silence. You really right. don't get a chance to get to know person. Correct. Person. And even some, and, and, and agreed, I don't have the same barber, but your barber is <laughs> we love this. Uh, but but your barber um, is on to something because you can't engage in conversation. You know, I right. think there's two yeah. things that you should look for in, in the dating world. It's quality. Does someone match the quality that you are looking for? And compatibility. Is somebody compatible with you? Because you can have a, a quality person, an amazing person that you come across, but they may not be compatible with you. Okay. So okay. some of the differences, I mean, we talked about um, uh, just, you know, in the pandemic, you're kind of left to kind of who you are and you can't right. round that out in a concert, in a movie, movie theater or whatever it is, you're left kind of with your own, um, with your own personality. It's, it, it's a, it's a, it's a bearing authentic, um, position to be in, which I actually found refreshing. I thought it was great during that time because you got to really see people for who they were and you couldn't hide behind any other masks. It was what it was. Right, right, right. So I think, I, I guess the old Negro proverbs that has been created over the two years, it kind of became in play. Network, net, well, see, network, it's your Netflix and chill. <laughs> so, I mean, we know what it means, but what it means which when you say it but not the behind the scenes means but what it means for real i think that became like the forefront of it because you couldn't go anywhere right oh yeah i mean you were left with conversations uh i was dating at the time and and people were outside you know let's take a long walk around the park after dark that's what it was all about and i thought it was i think those kinds of occasions and opportunities allow people to really get to know each other when you have nothing else but to just have a conversation um to converse with someone else and and just talk about anything and everything you know you can have endless conversations and engagement which can be beautiful right so so but so now you say that's what basically came down to during COVID. you had to really show your personality if you can engage in these conversations, could you hold a conversation? You know, basically, I guess what I take out of like all the glitz and glam is over with, you know, where people say, I can do this for you, I can do this for you, where they just forefront money. You know, we're going here, we're going there, we're going here and going there. And you kind of get lost in the midst of it, not really knowing a person. Right. You just see what they can do for you. And I have a friend of mine that lives up the street. Her mother is uh, a divorce counselor. And she said her numbers went through the roof during the pandemic because people really didn't know each other. Once they got locked in that house, you didn't know who the hell you really married. People often engaged in 
parallel relationships, meaning that the relationship works if we're coming and going, right? right. If, if I'm on my way out, when you're on your way home, you know, we tag teaming, mm -hmm. high-fiving on the way out. Um, the pandemic really forced people to sit with their relationship and the status that it was in. And things that were surface, things that were um, not authentic, people who were just coexisting, um, doing it for the kids, right? That didn't right. really fly in the pandemic because you were li literally forced to confront the situation that you were in. You got to see it in a very realistic way. And unfortunately, it meant the end of many relationships, situationships, right. you know, whatever it was, um, including marriages. Um, I'm a lawyer by trade. That's my day job. And I counseled a lot of folks in the family law space, even though I'm not a family attorney. Um, let me turn my phone. I'm not a I'm not a family law attorney, but just giving people advice on family law and talking about family law um, because it, there was a lot to navigate. Unfortunately, domestic abuse was at all time mm -hmm. highs um, yeah. during the pandemic. Child abuse was at an all time high because people were raging about all the different yeah. things um, that they were experiencing. Uh, so it was tough on everybody. But the beauty of it is, the beauty of it is, is that, and this is what I want people to think about when we're talking about dating and shooting your shot. You know, the end of one relationship is an opportunity for a new one. And so a lot of times people lament, you know, a relationship ending and it being over, et cetera, et cetera. But it's an opportunity for whatever's in your future, whatever, whatever comes after that. And there's a lot of people who have gotten out of relationships in this pandemic, divorces, et cetera, and have moved mm -hmm. on to greener pastures, um, yeah. happier places. And it's about being able to let go. Um, and we can, you know, pick that all apart, you know, doing the work to heal and get your mind right, which is, I think is a very necessary step, but then also moving on and moving forward. Um, into finding what's truly meant for you. Right, right, right. So, but you being, you know, in law by trade, but not in family law. So would it be like, like, you know, the old old guys say it's cheaper to keep her? It's cheaper to keep her. Uh, <laughs> it depends. You know, I think I would say that we in this, in this age, in this time, um, you know, we don't we don't stick it out as much as we used to. We're in this microwave movement with which people say we want it quick. We want it fast. If it doesn't work, we want to be done with it. Um, that's not how we should be. I, I think we should. Right. I, I think there should be more grit. I think there should be things are not always going to go your way. Uh, things are not always going to be perfect. And so right. it's about the commitment of like, I want to be with you. And I'm right. willing to do the work. Right. Because what people don't understand is that relationships are going to be work wherever you are, whether you're in this relationship or whether you're over here in this relationship, or even when you're chilling by yourself, right? There's yeah. always going to be work for you to do. So the, right. the, the message or the decision is who do you want to do the work with? Who do you want to do the work for? And right. so what people do is I think they run, I think they, they, they cut and break and, and leave too easily. Um, but I think that if you, particularly if you're in a marriage where there's a lot of assets, um, or things to be divided that you absolutely think about and consider um, whether it's worth staying or not. Because what you don't want to do, and I tell people all this all the time, make strategic moves. Don't make emotional yeah. moves. There is no strategy in emotion. And so right, if, not. 
Nah, so you gotta be you gotta be strategic about it. So if you really want to be out, like say you really want to be out, because I, I know I know people too. Like, girl, I'm so mad at him. I can't stand it. I'm done. You know, then they're like, just playing. I want to be with you. I love you, my boo. You know, you got to pick a horse and ride. You can't say on one hand that you want to be done, and then in the next minute you're trying to reconcile. It's about I want to stick in this with you, and I want to do the work. But you know, therapy is a, is at an all time high. Uh, which I think is great because I think people we have normalized in many ways mental health, right? And and that to me is a huge fiber in relationships and the success of relationships. Not enough people are talking to therapists about what's going on with them, what has happened to them, and how that impacts their ability to relate in relationships. Well, you know, as us as you know, African Americans, as we was taught keep your business in house. So, yeah. but, but no, I mean, I get you, but like you just said, people quicker to leave, you know, but back in the day they stuck it out. So it's like, keep my business in house. We're going to stick it out. Now it's I'd rather leave than get help. Yeah. It's well, and that's the thing is that when you leave the relation, uh, excuse me, the issues follow you into the next relationship. And so it's about, you know, do you want to deal with the person in the situation that you're in uh, and work on those uh, on those issues? Obviously, if you're in some sort of uh, abusive relationship, you know, that's not worth necessarily staying in. No, but if no, it's um, if it's a dis, I mean, because people maybe, all y'all, y'all know people were fighting over petty stuff in this pandemic. People were fighting all oh. kinds of petty stuff. You left the, the toilet seat up. You left the the you know, orange juice, empty orange juice container in the in the refrigerator. I mean, people would blow up over the seemingly smallest things because of the stress related to the unknown of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, but that's also what you stated as well, though, Dana. People were high-fiving, coming and going. So I, if hypothetical, if me and you were together, I'm not used to you being home. So I can leave the milk out. I can leave the toilet seat up. I know you get off at five. I'll have all that shit done by the time you get home. So it's like you coming and going with me. You never really get to see what a person does in their, their day and day process when they're in a the house by themselves. When they're not with you. Absolutely. And that's what right. I mean, where things really got real. I mean, I had a, a bunch of friends who had spouses that traveled. And right. or they would be downtown, they'd be in the city type of thing often. And then when everybody mm -hmm. was home, I mean, there were a lot of funny jokes about like, now I got to hide all these Amazon packages because my husband's here, right? You, right. You normally, I can normally get the packages before he gets home type of thing. Um, and that those things were real, you know, because people right. would have, you know, uh, major fights about why are you ordering all this stuff from Amazon? You know, it's like, I always order these things from Amazon. You're just home now to see the packages actually arrive at the door. But um, people really came face to face with what their issues were and the strength of their relationship. But I think a lot of times people give up too easily uh, and they're not really willing to stick it out. I also think. Why do you think that? Why do you think that, that people give up too easily? Uh, because I because I don't think they do the work. OK. And they also think the grass is greener on the other side. Um, they're That's not willing family. to put in the work to to do what it takes to stay in relationship. And what they don't realize is that, like I said, the issues are going to follow you wherever you go. And um, uh, the, the people have to decide that they want to 
stay in this uh-huh. and figure it out. Because like I said, when you move on to something else, it's going to be the same stuff in a different place. It's going to, it's going to follow you. Um, and I just wish people wanted to use the same skill set um, to, 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 to do the work, to have the conversations, to dig deeper. It's, it's when you feel like, you know, you care about somebody, you care about this relationship and you're willing to kind of work through those issues. Okay. Um, I've seen Thais just stated, it's hard to do work if only one person sees the problem. That's what I was getting ready to ask you. So when it becomes one-sided, when you're trying to work it out, but he's not, like, how do you figure that out? Well, I mean, it all depends. It depends on why. I mean, narcissism is a big thing that has, uh, it's gotten more popular in recent years. Um, uh-huh. You know, a narcissist is someone who is self-consumed, self-absorbed. I think we are living in a society that is very uh, somewhat focused on narcissism. In many ways, we raise narcissists. Um, you know, we, little kids go to birthday parties and they everybody gets a goodie bag. You're on a soccer team. Everybody gets a participation trophy. Throw that damn trophy away. Exactly. So we're <laughs> raising people to be like, you're amazing, even if you're not, right? We don't get, we, we're not used to losing. We're not used to um waiting we're not used to those kinds of i wouldn't even call them problems necessarily but like think about this think about how you know back in the day you would call somebody and leave a voicemail message right Mm -hmm. nowadays people are like they they want they want confirmation they want affirmation that you're that you're available because they couldn't they can't deal with the rejection of calling and you because of these yeah they they can't you're not available I got to leave a voicemail, right? They want confirmation. Like, are you available? Like if I call you now, um, back in the day, we, you just used to call, you would shoot your shot. You would, I'm going to call and leave a message. What's wrong with leaving a message? But people are, are reluctant and hesitant to do those things now because there's such a fear of rejection. And I think if people had a different, um, embrace of rejection, instant gratification, that's what, um, Gloranda said, Exactly. Yeah. They, you want it to be instant. You want it to be immediate. But if people had um, just a better, a better, a better handle, I think, or a better acceptance of rejection, I think of rejection is always getting you closer to that which is meant for you. So if you see this this situation that doesn't work out right, if that's a rejection mm-hmm. over here, then it right. means you're probably supposed to be somewhere else, and that's okay. Um, kids model this for us all the time when they are in preschool, when they're in kindergarten, you know, they're at the playground and and -and so-and-so doesn't want to play with them. Nine times out of 10, you know, sometimes kids get upset. Most of the time kids just move on to the next kid, right? They, they don't get all in their feelings and been out of shape. It's like, okay, you know, Rob doesn't want to play with me. Cool. I'm gonna go play with, you know, Patty and, Mm -hmm. and just keep it moving. But I wish we get so hell bent on and so bent out of shape about, rejection and, and the fear of rejection um somebody said that too rejection is protection i completely agree um i well, think that's absolutely right it protects you from where you're not supposed to be well i mean but that based on what you just said is like people don't put themselves out there as they should you know is is you're scared of rejection so you're going to protect yourself so something that you really want as that lady you're not going to go full throttle 100% because you're like, what if she reject me? So let me do a little bit. Let me do a little bit. Let me do a little bit. 
And I think that's what changes it even more. So you protected yourself for that whole point in time. And I will say this, I think if you truly like somebody and you're truly interested in somebody, and this is both ways, both sexes, I think that you, you owe it to yourself and the person that you're interested in um, is to, to give more, to give more energy, to, to drop seeds, if you will. Um, I tell women all the time, smile more. You know, uh, when you're out and we used to be in clubs, I haven't been in a club in so long, but, you know, I would tell people you can't have the mean mug. Um, right. If there's a guy that you like and you, and you don't want to necessarily make the first move, you welcome the invitation just by smiling. You know, if a man catches you looking at them and smiling and giving them kind of that that in or that mm -hmm. green light, they go across the room and be right. like, hey, excuse me, miss. What's your name? You know, because they, right. you've given them that green light, John Legend. Right. And so that's what I tell people. Um, it's a give and take. You can't be mean mugging on your phone expecting to get approached. Um, you've got to let your, your light shine, you know, and you show people who you are. Um, and, but it's the same, but it goes both ways too. I think men should, should, um, you know, approach more and engage more. I think I think oftentimes we don't get into the male energy and the fe the feminine energy uh, that we should, masculine and feminine energy as we should. And some of those things are a bit muddled because um, you got to let men be men and you got to let women be women. And right. you know, I think we've gotten off course a bit in that when it comes to dating. Well, you but you have those people out here that say. I'm going to reciprocate the energy that I'm receiving. So if you're giving me 75% energy, I'm going to give you 75%. I don't want to go, I guess that's back on more rejection. I don't want to do 1% more than you. You can't let other people's character dictate your own. And I always say, be true to yourself, be true to your style, be true to who you are. Um, there's great risk in, in love and relationships. But I also think that there's great reward. I believe that. And if you don't, you know, if you don't feel that or you don't, you know, the intentionality, somebody said that too, like you have to be intentional about what you're doing. Um, right. If one thing the pandemic has taught us is that time is not necessarily on our side. And so you don't know, um, you know don't, ask, yeah. don't waste time. But it's also about being strategic. Um, and it's also about accepting what the reality is because okay. what people fail to do, and I see this a lot, they will say, aha, I like you. I think you'd be right. perfect for me. You're right. this, you're that, you're amazing. You got a watermelon shirt. It's fantastic, right? <laughs> you're gonna stop with my damn shirt. That's oh, three no, times. We're gonna keep it going, we're gonna keep it going. But what people don't realize is, and what they, and, and, and sometimes dating is selfish because what they don't, what they don't think about, what they don't pause and consider is, I think you're great for me, but yeah. I've never stopped to think about whether or not I'm great for you. Do I meet your needs? Do I do right. I support what you're looking for? Am I what you're looking for, right? right? I think you could just be great for me. So I so I want you, I want to be with you, da, da, da. But I haven't even stopped to think, you know, what, what are your needs and, and how can I meet them? That's a big thing right there. You're not, you, you're taking all, you're taking, you're getting all of it, but you're not reciprocating out of it. You know, you're not 
giving back because yeah. I, I always believe this. And this is one thing, like whoever I've dated, whoever I talk to, the first thing I always ask them after they get off of work, how was your day? Yes. How was your day can turn into a five to 50 minute con conversation if you ask the right questions while you're going through it? Yeah. So, and then you get, and once you're asking them, like, how was your day? It ought to click in the brain and say, oh, he's really trying to get to know me. When you start pointing out routines after a while, like, okay, it's going on 930. I know she get ready to go brush her teeth. And you'll text her like, you in the bathroom brushing your teeth? How's how do you crest? know that? Right, exactly. Uh -huh. How does that crest, how's that crest taste? Um, right, so you understand that. It means you're in tune and it means you are focused and you're paying attention. You know, Boys to Men had this great song on the B side of Motown, the Motown Philly album. And it was talking about little things mean a lot. Um, and I think it's so important. It's the little things I think that build the foundation um, for some of the strongest relationships. It's not the grandiose gestures. It's not the, you know, sometimes I think those types of things can be a cover um, mm -hmm. for what people are lacking. Sometimes I think those things can be a cover for what people are lacking. I said it twice for the people in the back. So it's, you know, they, they, they love bomb you with gifts and roses and all these other things, which are great, don't get me wrong, but it's about the substance. What is the right. substance at the end of the day those things don't make compatibility, right? Because when we talked about it, it's right. about finding quality, people that you like, that you can get along with, that you enjoy, um, and then putting that together with compatibility. Yeah. And I don't know what that acronym, I don't know what Michael Cheek is saying. I, I don't oh, know. Oh, but they're liking the watermelon shirts, honey. It's going down. So one thing I do know, and since, you know, when we talked about, you know, this, this group that we have, this whole HBC Singles Lounge, and this is one thing we have mentioned, and I'm pretty sure some of the guys can attest to it, is this whole double standard thing. Whereas date them all, hold on, I'm about to say it. Whereas though, date them all, sis, but you, fellas, you only better be talking to one of us. Nobody like, says that. I don't think that's true. I, because I think men are always dating them all. And I think that women commit too easily. Like I think, I think women are emotional. So in many ways, not, and not all women, I know some people are like, not all women are, I know. But generally yeah. speaking, uh, women commit emotionally before they commit physically and in all these other ways. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things I love uh, is, is one of the memes I saw that was like, Unless he's asked you to be his girlfriend, you are single, sis. Like, unless he has verbally asked you to be his girlfriend, you're single. Because a lot of times the mind is a powerful thing and people see what they want to see. So they're like, well, he calls me and we're cool and we kick it and he checks up on me. None of that means that you are in a relationship, a committed relationship. Because what you never hear is a brother or man saying, hey, are you single? Well, I'm kind of in a situationship. I have this friend. Men, it's black and white. They are either in a relationship or they are not. Yes or no. And so it's the women who are like, well, I'm kind of seeing somebody and we kind of cool and we just, I don't really know where it's going. No, it's you're either in a relationship or you're not. And so I just tell people, be single until you're not. 
That doesn't mean you're sleeping with everybody that you're encountering or, you know, whatever your views are and in your practice. But until somebody has said to you that they want to be in a committed relationship, you know, be single until you're not. And I think men do that much better than women do. And the problem is, is that the, the, um, perception becomes the reality where I perceive that we're together because I'm, you're doing all the things, right? But it's not all the things because we haven't, we haven't talked about it. We haven't agreed to it, but it feels like we're together, right? I can call you, you answer the phone, da, da, da. You only disappear every third Saturday. Don't know what that's about, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, so, and, and we settle for less. We're like, well, you know, I mean, just what's, what's one Saturday out of the month type of thing, but it's about communication. And one thing I do know is that if a man is interested in you, you'll know it's, it's clear. Um, it's straightforward. There's no guessing when a man is truly interested in you. And if he's not, then you have some decisions to make in, in terms of what you're willing to settle for. And it's a very hard thing to do. Trust me. It's a very hard thing to do, but I think in the end of the day, at the end, uh, I think you're better off for it. Cause at the end of the day, I think everybody deserves somebody who loves the hell out of them who wants the, who thinks the world of them and who makes that person their priority. Gotcha. So you just stated like, you know, I was reading a meme earlier that says, you know, the older you get, you begin to like to start to settle. So for us, you know, might say us, but what you just stated, like he disappears on that every third Saturday or fourth Saturday or whatever Saturday he decides to just not be yeah. found. Um, and you decide to live with that and you just, keep living with that like how does that just how do you break away from that you just accepting it saying yo listen i know this is gonna happen on this third saturday i know this gonna happen on this fourth saturday i'm just gonna accept it how do you tear your way how do you tear yourself away from just accepting those things i think a lot of people have um a deserve level that is undernourished okay and a deserve level is what you think you you deserve um, what you think your what, what you truly think your worth is. I'm not talking about the inflated like I know I'm the bomb and I I should have this and that. No, but it's like at the end of the day, you know, based off of what you bring to the table, what you think of yourself, self esteem. Many people suffer from right. self esteem or not enough self esteem, um, and that's just real. That's honest. Um, or some people have an inflated self esteem. Right? It's like. Uh, I had a friend once who, who who felt like she wanted to to date a Boris Kojo, Koji, whatever his name is. But okay, she, Boris. <laughs> okay. And but she was not in a cult. And so you know, you have to kind of also understand kind of where you're at, and right. you got to play to your strengths. You got to you have to right. play. Everybody has assets that um, that they bring to the table, and it's about understanding those and capitalizing on those and making those your own. Everybody has right. strengths, but sometimes people present with a low deserve level. Um, the women who are satiated just by being a mistress, right? Right. Uh, the people, the, the side dude who thinks that's just okay. Right. Yeah. Those come from having a low deserve level of not believing or thinking that you are worth more. That you are that you are worth a healthy, committed relationship that is supportive of you and that covers you. We all deserve that. Um, 
And I think some people will say, you know, I, I don't need that. I don't want that. And that may be true. But in many cases, people are lying to themselves um, because they feel like they have a low deserve level. And I think part of the healing and the mental growth is addressing those things and raising your deserve level. Okay. A bad relationship will do that to you. Um, a bad experience will do that to you. I mean, obviously childhood traumas and things like that. There's so many reasons why people have a lower deserve level than they should. Um, but once you recognize that, elevating that, you know, so that you can can receive the relationship, you know, that you truly deserve. Right, right, right. So um, in turn, season season two, episode one, we had Mary Jo Rapini on. She works for, she like has the same thing that you have, but she's down in Houston for Fox, for Fox 5 down in Houston. Same thing. No, just playing. Hey, girl. <laughs> you're both on TV. You're both on TV. See, we came on about shooting your shot during a pandemic and, you know, dating the pandemic. She came on about serial dating. And this is one thing that all that stuck with me, what she said. When you meet people and they say, um, let's just see what happens. She like, you're setting yourself up for a trap right there when somebody just tell you, like, let's just see what happens. Okay. Like, how do you feel about that? You just see what happens? Yeah, if I just tell you, you ask me, what are we? And I just say, hey, man, let's just go with the flow. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we're going to go with the flow, all right. <laughs> um, I mean, people will take advantage of you if you allow them to. You right. set the standard for what you want. But you also have to be honest and authentic about what you truly want and how you are going about, about getting that. Um, I think one thing people do... Uh, particularly on these dating apps, which I think is, is fascinating in so many ways, you know, they want the attention of, of um, some of these dating apps, but it's not the reality of what they're actually looking for. Um, so in other words, you know, they will, they will put their thirst trap pictures on a, on a dating app, on a dating app, right. In their profile, but then mm -hmm. they're, they're preaching about how they want a husband. Right. Right. And so you gotta, you gotta, you know, your audio has to match your video in, in, right. in how you're presenting and how you're showing up. But I don't think that was your question. Can you repeat your question? No, I was just, my question was basically just like when someone says, let's just go with the flow. Like what basically what you get out of is like, I really don't have a damn answer or no end game for you. It's just, or you're yeah, just here I'm right now. I'm not interested, but it's, I mean, going with the flow is fine at first, right? Like we're just meeting, mm -hmm. we're just getting to know each other. That's cool. Um, you know, it depends on what that means. Uh, week two going with the flow is very different than year eight. Right. You know? And so it's about, you know, is somebody using that as an excuse or is it a genuine, like, I'm, I'm still trying to get to know you and, and see if we are compatible because I've already right. determined that you are quality. And so, you know, I can go with the flow easily, you know, initially. Um, but as time goes on, it doesn't take, it doesn't take long, long to figure it out. Common, because we, we giving love to Chicago tonight. Common said, it doesn't take all day to recognize sunshine. It's one of my favorite lines. And it's true. People know. Men know, women know too. You know, um, you know when you've got a good thing. And and my thing is that you get your mind right, you get your shit together so that you right. don't lose a good thing when it's come before you. A lot of times people um, 
say they're ready, they want this, they want that. But the question I have is, if the real thing showed up, if the right person showed up, would you be ready? Or would you self-sabotage? Would you doubt? Uh, would you project? Um, you know, would you truly be ready? And if you can't answer that emphatically with a yes, there's work to do. There's work to do. So, we all have work to do. Why would you think? I mean, well, it happens a lot, though. But, you know, why do you think people self-sabotage situations? Deserve level. So, so they're okay. thinking, I don't, I don't deserve someone like this in my life. I don't deserve um, the things that I've prayed for, the things that I've wanted, or the models that I have in my life, whether it be your parental relationships or a couple that you admire or the Obamas or whoever it is that you think has a good, healthy relationship. Um, that could never be me. I don't think that's true. I don't think that could be me. Um, I don't oh, think I'm capable of that. So a lot of times I, people will self-sabotage with doubts. I got, I got you. I, I, I remember the, the Chuck. He had to send me here to shoot it to me. So you forgot my question. So you talked about dating Stice, and this is one of the actual. Um, saying you want a godly man, but half butt naked. I'm like, okay. Um, one of the viewers stated, you know, not dry, Ava. Why would a woman? Why would a woman? Why would a woman be on a dating site yet will not meet someone in person because they're too scared of catching COVID? as if those things women don't go to grocery stores gas stations workplaces places where they're around other people so basically you just on the website but you don't want to meet anybody i mean i think it all depends right i think sometimes people use a lot of these things as ex not necessarily excuses but just um there's a lot of reasons like oh covid some a lot of times people use covid as, as an excuse to ghost people um, I dated during the pandemic and you, and I lived in Chicago, right? You can, you can socially, you can have a socially distanced date in several different ways. Number one, you can sit in your cars um, right. and have a conversation. You can meet mm -hmm. my, one of my first dates in a, in the pandemic was uh, meeting in a parking lot of a restaurant, getting right. taken out and sitting in our cars and just talking. Um, that turned into walks outside, you know, the whole Jill Scott long walk, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then things kind of grow from there. So, you know, people are giving you some, some BS lines, I think, if it's, oh, COVID this, COVID that. Um, but again, like I said earlier, it's about an opportunity to uh, have conversations with people you're forced, mm -hmm. to, you're forced to talk. You're forced to 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 share and to um, really be, you know, personality wise, naked in front of someone else because you don't have all the distractions of the world. Right. And so um, I think sometimes I mean, to whoever's asking that question, if somebody made and COVID is a big deal, don't get me wrong. Um, COVID is important and obviously, you know, very serious. But I think it's not necessarily preventative of you meeting and getting to know somebody. I know several. Oh, I was, Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say that's the, what you were just getting ready to say. I would say that's the same thing. Like, if you know you really, if COVID is really stuck in your head and you really don't want to meet nobody, why are you on any of these sites then? I, I don't think. I think people. Well, again, I think people. 
people, I think many people will do anything for the right person, to be honest. Um, they just may have not been interested in that person. But I think they, I think everybody has a type or a profile or somebody that they would risk COVID for, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think people come with all kinds of issues and anxieties and things like that too. Um, you know, I tell people often, don't, don't sit on these dating apps too long, right? Somebody said you could video call. There's so many different ways to get to know one another. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's about, you know, how do you make that happen? Like I said, COVID is an opportunity to be creative in dating right. and doing things that you don't typically always do. But in many places, in many states, you could still meet outside for a long time. And we all know, because this is the HBCU singles group, like half of us went to school in the South, right? So like the South was wide open, you know, I, I mean, it was so, so the excuse, you know, you could meet in a park, you can, you can really have a date six feet away, to be honest. You, I mean, you're talking, right. you know, but it's, it's about the intentionality and, and do I really want to meet you? Sometimes, like I said, people use COVID as an excuse. So, yeah, so they plan right. you if they saying it's just COVID and they can't meet up, just write that down. So there you got your, got your answer. So, and, and you spoke on, uh, you know, somebody said video calls and, you know, you said the South and Chicago. So now becomes like long distance now. So like, you know, how can you survive in long distance? Like some people can, some people can't. Yeah. I mean, I think particularly like if personal touch, for example, is your, is your love language, I think long distance is harder. But what I say to people when it comes to long distance is this, I'm not necessarily convinced that my soulmate is in Chicago, right? Um, in Aurora. I, <laughs> <laughs> he's in Aurora, that's what he said. <laughs> Maybe, but I think, you know, a zip code is something that is relatively easy to change. Mm -hmm. um, you can't change a narcissist. You can't change no. a sociopath. You can't change a liar. You can't change a mm -hmm. cheater. Um, and so I think that if you find somebody, and this is my advice, because I, I mean, I went ham on a, on a girl once who was like, she was in Houston and she was like, I don't want to date nobody outside my zip code. And I was like, are you serious? Zip code? She was like, let us, let us have it then. Let us have it. We got time. Let us yeah, have it. It was like, it was like, I mean, a zip code in Houston is like, it's not that big, honey. And I was like, and she was notoriously single. And I said, you've really got to get outside of your comfort zone because what makes you think, how's what do you think you are that, that the person meant for you, you know, the, the person God has chosen for you just happens to conveniently be in your zip code? Come on, honey. Right. No, sugar. That's why you single. And so, you know, I say just be open to the process because I think if you meet somebody who is quality, and then you find that there is compatibility. I think you owe it to yourself and, and it's shared, right? Because oftentimes, right. like I said, people say, hey, I think you're quality. I think we're compatible. What they don't ask that next question is, do you think I'm quality and that we are compatible? They often make yeah. that assumption for themselves, but they don't, they don't ask the same question in reverse. And so, right. um, you know, if everybody agrees that those answers are, are yes, 
to me, that's just, that's worth something. And I think there are ways to figure it out. In other words, long distance can be temporary. Some of these mm -hmm. character traits and abusive tendencies um, are not. And I just encourage you, if you find something that's rare, and I don't care if you have children, um, your favorite job, uh, you know, just long-standing deep roots in whatever you're in, you still owe it to yourself to, to try to see if you can make that work because people have gotten very creative in life and love and relationships. Um, and I think, you know, I think there's just ways that you can work it out. And I think people give up too easily. I think, um, and I'm not a fan of long distance, but if I met the right person who was both quality and compatibility, um, I would I, I would do the damn thing because. But I was gonna say you got normal guys willing to change the zip code. They like yo, I love shorty. I'm gonna change my zip code. Let me just find a fucking job here. I'll go do what I need to do. As it's red when you break down the statistics, you see more men moving than women moving men are coming out their comfort zone and saying hey shit, i'm gonna go to charlotte i'm gonna move to chicago i'm gonna move to california for her you know i don't think and statistics show that more women don't i mean more men do it than women so i think like you just said when men know they know if i got a hey but what show was that that was season one episode i think 12 when dude lived in brooklyn and he caught the greyhound to fucking uh pittsburgh every weekend yeah they got married what still together today. it's a whole song um <laughs> it's it's important i mean it's true because when you find a good thing because those things are temporary and think about it right, right. you have 30 year marriage you spent two years on the road long distance i mean think about the trade-offs i think people are so quick to write things off they're so quick to throw in the towel um you got to think about the big picture and what I tell people all the time, think about how what you have been doing has been working for you. Now, if you got it going on and everything is good and you, you over here balling and kicking it, go ahead. You go girl, you go brother, do your thing. But, but if life is made for two. Well, life, life is, is made for two. But my point is that, cause these are some of the, the same people who are like, you know, I'm not doing long distance or I'm not doing this, or this is my list and you got to be on this list, you know, how is that working out for you? Because if it's not working out for you, I always say, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. And so um, it's important um, to understand that sometimes what you're doing, the way you're going about stuff isn't effective. You might need right. to change up your ammo. You might need to change up what you're doing. You may need to change up how you're doing that. Um, in order to truly get what you want. Um, I had a friend who was not finding success, you know, on dating apps. And I said, well, let me see your profile. Let me see what you, what you, what you were, what you're saying, you know, on that. And it was like divorced mother of four seeks companionship, except and I was like, ah, that's it right there. Like you're leading with your, with your past, you're leading with your, with your history. Um, start with the future, be future focused. You ain't got to tell nobody you're divorced. I think people overshare on dating apps. You know, it's not, it's not a testimony of who you are. Right. Think of it as an elevator pitch. Um, mm -hmm. it's a brief introduction to who you are because, right. and maybe I'm just old fashioned and kind of old school in this way, but 
people like the mystery. It's about the getting to know you phase. That's the beauty of, of relationships, the beauty of firsts, the beauty of initial encounters. Um, that's the fun part of dating. And I, I hope people want to have more fun with it because it can be awesome. It can be amazing. So a lot of questions are coming in. Um, one of the questions from the host of Ask a Black Woman, she just stated, so who should move the man or the woman? It's all situational. I mean, you can't answer that question blanketly for everybody. It depends on um, that specific relationship between the parties. I will say factors are... Um, Somebody you know, brought up kids. Yeah, I mean, I think children are a thing. I think career is a thing. I think um, family support or your village, which I think is important no matter what, um, mm -hmm. is a thing. And kind of what that couple decides, you know, they want to do. You know, do you want to be in a cold climate? Do you want to be in a warmer climate? What the future looks like for them? But I don't think it's gender specific. In other words, I wouldn't say men should always move or women should always move. It's incredibly situational. And it's a decision between the two people involved. Okay, so would you say that when someone starts talking about the future with you, like they start putting you in a position like seeing you only in the future and every sentence they say like, well, we're going to do this down the line or we're going to do this down the line. And it's like years, like, so they put in a place for you in their life, like, I want you here, like, is that like a key or that's just something that you like, I'm gonna get nervous. I know people get nervous when people start doing that. Well, it depends. Cause sometimes people do it to feed you a line, right? You know, I think right. a lot of times, for example, there are, there are women who sometimes present as, as really being interested or desperate to be married. And right. sometimes men who know that take advantage of that. That's why I tell people, don't put that you're looking to be married in your profile. Keep in mind that a, that a narcissist and a user is going to scour your profile to think of all the ways they can use you and use that against you. Right. Desperate to be married, really want kids, but what they what are they gonna say on the first date? Oh, I can't wait to be married, and I showing up want a whole lot of kids, and you're like, ding, ding, wow! You know, I'm so excited. <laughs> this is my husband, honey. No, he just reads really well, and he's about, he's about to play you, and so I think. Okay. You know, it's important to really kind of dig deep in that. Um, if somebody is truly thinking about you in a, in a future forward focused sense, I think in many ways, you know, but it's very important to sit in reality. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of times people want to make their fantasy their reality. I'm going to say that again for the people in the cheap seats. A lot of times people want to make their fantasy their reality. And that's what I mean by being very real about is this person really into you? If he's talking about the future and you are on year 16 of this relationship and you're not married and you've wanted to be and you've expressed that, chances are someone's feeding you a carrot. And so you have to right. be accountable and responsible for the things that you allow to happen to you. Um, but I think, like I said, it, it doesn't take all day to recognize sunshine. So I think people who are truly intentional um, are constantly moving in a space of, of thoughtfulness, consideration, planning, mm -hmm. communication. So you, you, you should be able to decipher the difference between whether you're being fed a line or mm -hmm. somebody's really trying to strategize with you in the lab about how are we going to set this future up and how are we going to make it work? Gotcha.
Got you. We'll, Thais, we'll, we'll talk to Dana behind the scenes if she want to come back to do a whole, do a half an hour on how to avoid a narcissist. Oh, I got a show on narcissists. I can share it with you. And, you know, oh, I hope you all can be out. Um, you can follow me on social media, Dana B and Dana, both on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and my television show is on nctv17.com. But I would love to talk about narcissists um, because I've experienced them. And it's so have I. Huh? So have I. Yeah. I mean, it's, and you don't realize it until you've, you know, been in it. I mean, somebody had to tell me, do you know you were, you know, married to a narcissist? You know, you were involved with a narcissist. Um, Cause I had, I had no idea really. And learning that, right. People say it's a whole list of red flags. I'm like, it's just a pretty necklace. I thought, look at all these red flags. It's so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a great topic because I think it can help people see the signs um, mm-hmm. and truly avoid just heartbreak and hardship and, and all of that. Um, but I will say once you, learn that once you are empowered by that whoo it is it's a beautiful thing um i started my podcast because i was interviewed about my divorce and i was living my life like it was golden and because my point was that when you are free from that experience you have a whole life ahead of you and so television uh radio all the stuff that i've been doing my nonprofit, the Homecoming Challenge, about going back and giving back to college campuses, freshman dorms, all this has happened um, since I have found my new found freedom. And I've been divorced now for, for now six years, but, but it's, you open up your creative space, you open up your creative space when you are not bogged down in a stressful, toxic relationship. You can't be your best you if you're in a situation that does not let you shine. And so that's why I tell people like, if it, if it's broken, you know, do what you can to fix it. Cause I'm not a proponent of divorce and breaking up. I do believe in doing the work. Um, and that's why I said, you know, I think people get out too soon, but I think, um, if it's truly not working, if it's truly not where you're supposed to be, then, then you cut bait as soon as you can and move on because you free that person up to find the mm. person that's meant for them. And more importantly, you find the person that is meant for you. Which is true. So we talked about dating apps. I know we just put winding down and I know I've already passed my time for I'll be damned, but we winded down. So these dating apps, like I'm going to throw some out there. Tell me what you think about them. Okay. And there's probably some I haven't heard of. Okay, so off the top, you got plenty of fish. That first one is coming off the mind. You got POF.com. I think it's a little corny. Now, I've only been on two apps, and I'll tell you which ones when you when you mention them. But from what I hear, it's 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 a little I get the vibe that it's a little corny. Okay. You have blackpeoplemeet.com. Oh, that's so cute. Uh it's cool. Um, I don't know much about that one. Um, but you know, I don't know. Our people <laughs> uh I mean Black people meet is, is fine. I think it's it's good, you know. You Go have on. you have black you have BLK the app. What is that? It's a it's another form of black dating, but it's just BLK is an app. It's an actual app now. These sound like I my got you a I'm gonna plug you on virtual first dates. Are these are these MySpace? <laughs> no, this is black uh BLK. Uh, you have that. You have. Uh, 
Um, you have Tinder. You have. I think uh, Tinder. People say that Tinder is very much here and now and highly sexual. Meaning, like you're trying to get laid. You're on Tinder. You know who's in a mile radius, what they look like, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, um, you said Hinge. You got. Um, I'm on Hinge. I think Hinge is. Um, Hinge has been good. I think Hinge is is good quality of people. Um, so yeah. And I recommend one thing I'll say to people is I say, get on dating apps with, with friends, get on dating apps with people that, you know, um, a girlfriend of mine is a widow and Mm -hmm. that's how I got on dating apps. Um, one time we were on Bumble, uh, um, you know, lately we have been on hinge, but we get on together. We used to get together on, on Wednesdays and uh you know share phones like because a lot of times a lot of times we we pass we find all the all the reasons to skip right all the mm-hmm. i don't like this i don't like that you know um and the thing about it is you, you just never know sometimes so i i encourage you to be more generous with your swipes because you never know i wouldn't just write people off so easily with respect to to matching i mean it, it's something really egregious you know they, they got a swastika on or something like that. You got to be like, okay, I got to pass on that. But sometimes people are corny. Sometimes people are lame. Sometimes they have pictures that, you know, you're like, wah, wah, or they say the wrong thing. But sometimes giving people the benefit of the doubt just because you never, you never know. And if you're single with no dates, you know, what do you have to lose? Um, you know, and I, and I keep, keep this in mind. There are people who are constantly being pursued. There are people out there who are constantly, so they're either in relationships or the moment they're single, they are constantly being pursued. If right. you're not one of those people, take an honest look and think about why. Right. Get a dating coach. Like, I mean, look at people you admire who are out there killing it, getting dates, meeting mm-hmm. people, going out. Ask them what they do. Ask them about, you know, hey, can I see your profile? Because one of the things I'm very curious sometimes about what other women's profiles look like. Um, People say to me, you know, you are you're refreshing in the sense that like you're not so focused on marriage. You're not asking me a million questions on the first date about uh, what my criteria is, criteria is. And, you know, do you do you want this? Do you want that? You want babies? You want kids? You want this? You want that? It's just about getting getting uh, to know somebody again. Your profile is just an elevator pitch, just like you right. see somebody in an elevator or on a street. Um, mm-hmm. It's meant to just pique your interest. <laughs> Are you looking at the comments I'm, or am I saying something? No, no, I'm laughing when V put up there talking about homeless men. And I wanted to get to that about, you know, um, it's get ready. The season's get ready change. And, you know, this is the time we talk. This is what we call cuffing season. Cuffing season. Some Going niggas only cuff because they some niggas only cuff because they homeless. They absolutely. <laughs> and and some girls cuff because they because they hungry. Um, yeah, it, I mean it happens all the time. People are starting to look around. Hot girl summer is ending, and you know people want to snuggle with somebody for the winter. All all the things, right? And it's everybody has an agenda, and it's just about deciphering what people are looking for being honest about what you're looking for, right? Um, mm-hmm. and just moving in that space. But the funny thing is what, what, when you just said that, 
the captain of Hot Girl Summer has a boyfriend. Miss Megan, Miss Miss Megan Thee Stallion has a boyfriend. The captain of Hot Girl Summer. Okay. She has a boyfriend, so it's like you can can wait, 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 hold on. You could be a whole hot girl with a wop and still have a man. Like, I mean, bring that. You better bring that shit home. (laughs) (laughs) It's not anime. It's time. I mean, I'm just saying, you know. And I, I didn't even get to say my favorite, my favorite dating app. ChristianMingles.com. I and farmers, not Christian Mingle, I'm sorry, farmersonly.com. I, w- I was trying to get some uh some crops. <laughs> some crops, some crops. Uh, yeah, I was trying to get some corn and shit. So, <laughs> uh, and don't forget V Bailey, you got your virtual dates, virtual dates that you created as an app. I haven't got I haven't forgot you, but um so yeah, I, I was something else I wanted to ask you as well, but I can't think of it right now. Well, I'm I'm here all night. Don't forget to tip your waitress. I know. We, yeah, because this is right now we go to our favorite segment of the show. I know we passed the time, but hey, our favorite segment of the show is called it. I Be I Be Damned. If you haven't seen I Be Damned before, this is where I go tell stories of horrific dates um, that had happened. And I believe this one is in Cleveland. Is in Cleveland, I think. So we're gonna get the I Be Damned. And I think it's like six minutes long, but you can go ahead and break it down after we finish with it. So here we go to I be damned. Uh, what was it? Is in the window? Uh, yeah, it's in here. something else (laughs) oh don't worry about him okay gotta get this back on because it was we was just in the back planet right i'll be right back all right so meanwhile ladies and gentlemen while i'm sitting right here while she's gonna handle the business we're gonna try to get i'll be damned because this is a crazy story just know it got something to do with mistresses, side chicks, a baby, and some more. I really want y'all to see this one. I just gotta get it back up, like I had it up early. Oh, that's what happened. My uh, it timed out. It had timed out. So bear with me for a second, ladies and gentlemen. You know I never let you down. On this grateful night. Uh. I gotta find it again now. There we go. What I miss, watermelon. Watermelon. Y'all know what time it is. Let's get to it. I'll be damned. All right, there we go. So this week we coming all the way. Shit, where the hell we coming from? I know we traveling somewhere, but I think this we're coming from. 
I forgot. I had to check in later on. I'll let you know before we go. But anyway, so I met this guy on a dating app. The world loves dating apps. This is the newfound thing. So I met this guy on a dating app. We went out and he said, I like that he seemed goal-oriented, focused, motivated. From our first date, he seemed like someone who knew what he wanted and was tired of the dating scene as me. We met in October. We met in October. And by Thanksgiving, I met his family. Oh, okay, I yeah, this was is the sure one. I was sure that he was serious about me, but I started to notice and find strange things. Choose from previous relationships. So I met this guy on a dating app. World loves dating apps. This is the newfound thing. So I met this guy on a dating app. We went out and he seemed like everything I possibly could hope for. I like that he seemed goal-oriented, focused, motivated. From our first date, he seemed like someone who knew what he wanted and was tired of the dating scene as me. So I was born to my boy to hear. We met in October. We met in October. And by Thanksgiving, I met his family. I was for sure that he was serious about me, but I started to notice and find strange things. I had trust issues from previous relationships, so I would periodically search his phone and around his house. Wow. So some old Angela Lansbury shit. Master. I saw that he was having inappropriate text conversations with other women and that there was also someone from his past who wouldn't seem to leave him alone. Yes. I asked him several times to stop talking to her. He would say he stopped, but then I would always find out he was still talking to her. Whoa, I got pregnant three months and I was scared because I knew it was way too soon. I was afraid that he wouldn't deal with me anymore. I told him, we could do this thing together or we could co-parent. But me? he swore I was the one for him. His true colors finally showed up thereafter. Mind deed. He wanted me to get an abortion. What the fuck? And I refused. I didn't talk to him for a week until he showed up unannounced to apologize with gifts. I assumed at the moment he was completely on board. I moved in with him when I was eight months pregnant, but things got worse and my pregnancy was tumultuous. We argued a lot and he didn't really seem to be supportive. I started to find out that he was lying about a lot of shit from his job to having agreed to being in a fraternity. <laughs> from having a degree to being in a fraternity. Lie number one, I stopped by a well-known computer company where he told me he worked on my way home from the doctor, surprised him with an ultrasound picture. And the staff told me he didn't work there. Upon further investigation, by way of leaving his boss business card on the TV stand, I learned that he was a cell phone salesman at a kiosk in a store. Not a kiosk. I ain't laughing at the bad uh, job. I'm just laughing at how, how this shit going down. Lie two and three. I'm a member of one of the finest sororities, 
So over the time, I thought it was strange that I never heard of or met any of his line brothers. Although he met some of my sorors and attended my chapter functions, I always found his lack of Greek, I mean, his lack of photos and Greek paraphernalia to rather be odd. So I contacted the undergrad chapter where he claimed he pledged and they confirmed that there wasn't a line during that year he had crossed. There was no burning sands. When I confronted him about it, he finally admitted he really wasn't in a fraternity, although he claimed to have gone through a pledge process and his line was dropped. What that equals? Drop? I ain't Nothing. smart as Drop line? Almost doesn't count. Okay. At that point, I figured he was lying about having a college degree as well. So I asked him that too. And as you guess, he confirmed that he never graduated and he didn't have a degree. Our son was born the following month and it continued to be a struggle. I started resenting him for all of the lying and deceit. So the intimacy stopped. He didn't help me much with our son and continued to go out until two and three in the morning. Of course. On the nights that he came home from work, he would just go to the basement and not do anything with our son. <laughs> we started arguing about sex. We weren't doing anything. But number one, my body was still trying to heal from giving birth. Six weeks, no, no humping and jumping around. And number two, I resented him because of the line and the lack of help. I couldn't respect or lay down with a man who lied to me all the time and saw nothing was wrong with it. The final straw. One night I was talking to my sister about transitioning from the military. I told her I was adjusting financially and that it really helped that her brother and I, that it really helped that her brother and I were splitting the mortgage at the house. When I told her that she was shocked as it turned out, he did not own the house as he initially told me, and I was giving him money towards a mortgage that didn't even exist. I had no idea what he was doing with the money. According to his sister, the house was already paid for, and it belonged to his grandmother, who allowed him to stay there. When I confronted him about it, he tried to lie and say his grandmother charged him a little live there. However, I confirmed with his grandmother and expected he was lying. I got to get out of this shit. As I have since moved out four months after our son was born, it has been a struggle to mend the broken pieces while trying to be a single mother because I don't have any family nearby. The most challenging thing for me is moving past the anger and the hurt I feel. And also the fact that I never got an apology from him, nor has anyone, nor has he shown any true remorse. You're not going to get one. As it always, as it seems, he doesn't even feel bad about it. I have seen my I haven't seen my ex in four months and we haven't spoken in about a month. So we're not co-parenting well. He sees our son when he stops by his grandmother's house because she takes care of our son while I'm at work. Other than that, he makes no real effort to spend time with his son. Since I'm not from the area and have no family here, it's rough because my son is literally with me all the time. I love him, but sometimes I need to need a break just to recharge. I'm grateful. However, for my ex's grandma who watches my son while I'm at work, as well as his sister who will watch my son if I ask, still nothing beats your own family and hopefully I can move closer to them soon. 
ladies if someone seems too good to be true it's probably because he is the fool who fell for the okie dope but is the city where we come from i'll be damned catch you later i know that's a lot to unpack, <laughs> a lot no, to unpack. but it's not though you know i mean she ended with like it being too good to be true but that's, right. a, that's a lie that's a lie she's telling herself because she knew all along instinctively right when you feel right. the need to go through this man's phone it wasn't too good it wasn't all that great she had and this is this is exactly what i said about making your fantasy your reality something her spidey sense told her that this man was not trustworthy from the beginning before she became pregnant before she mm -hmm. forever bonded herself to this man she knew instinctively that he was no good she she did right. not feel like he was trustworthy and this is what i mean by making your fantasy your reality because she ignored those signs there's a lot of comments that i was able to see about the red flags and um I think if I hit this button, oh, if I hit this button, I can see all these comments. So yeah, I mean, it's about ignoring the red flags. And she did that a long time ago. And one thing I will say this, you know, just as a single mom, pay attention to the village. You know, she talked about not being able to, um, it's totally fine for him to see his son when he's with uh, his family. Um, mm -hmm. But this woman needs to build up her village and have other people in her life get to know your neighbors get to know your sorors you know all these other people in your life because it you benefit from having a break as a mother and your right. children benefit from spending time with your girlfriend who's a social worker or who's a doctor or who's a lawyer or who's a teacher or who's a therapist or whoever it is they learn that they they are raised and reared in a village that loves them and supports them and that helps support what their what his father lacks because this child's going to grow up and, and realize who was there and who was not um unfortunately and this happens all the time so we, we're kikiing and all that stuff but but you know many women and myself included you know have fallen into some of these traps uh, i never had i mean i was married with my kids but like you know um you know having a child by somebody that doesn't really want a child to begin with you know, he never wanted, I don't think he really signed up to be a father, to be a dad. And so to then expect him to be in formation in that regard, um, parenting is one of the most selfless acts you can ever do if you do it right. And there's nothing sexy about it. There's nothing glamorous about it. Um, it's a lot of hard work and really pouring into little humans that depend on you. And most people aren't really signing up for that in, in a real emphatic way. So unfortunately this happens a lot because people want to make their fantasy their reality she just wanted she wanted that man and right. she was willing to make excuses for his lies and not hold him accountable if you feel like you have to go through somebody's phone and you don't have that basic level of trust it should you should not put yourself in a situation that will forever tie you to that person right um he was telling lies from the beginning um because he wasn't invested in the same way that she that she was she was yeah absolutely absolutely oh, and this is why i always say you know don't always rely on your cynical sister you know who who had who's always single and is bitter right 
but but have somebody in your life who can give you honest feedback who doesn't have a, a particular agenda necessarily who can say to you you know are you sure this is what you really you know want to do or what you really want to pursue who can keep you honest because the right. uh, you know the emotions and the heart can can mislead you in many ways um and but this is a classic case of her fantasy um becoming her reality and unfortunately it cost her a very hard hard lesson right 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 and 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 that's the crazy part but we've already reached the time they want you to come back for the narcissist show i would love it when we're gonna set that up me and your ava you know we're gonna set that up but we can put your handles out there where can they see you at where can they reach you at Yes, I am on Facebook and Instagram at Dana being Dana. And you can catch my show on nctv17.com. Um, uh, and so, yeah, we will. I will share all that stuff. Please follow me. Please check me out. I love to hear from you. Um, I do a lot of shows based on human connection and just different people. So the people that I come across um, become shows and episodes and things that we do and that we talk about. So. I love my HBCU folks, my HBCU network. Um, I've seen some of my AUC folks uh, tuning in and sharing and stuff. So I appreciate all the love. Uh, we're out here doing it, and you know the HBCU world is 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 none. There are none. There's nothing like us. Um, it's nothing it's like the us. family that keeps on giving. So thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for inviting me. I'm gonna get my fruit game outfit attire. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Bringing it. You hear me? Like, I gotta get my hey. fruit attire together. Um, we'll but send I you one in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna be matchy matchy? You wanna be matchy matchy? Yeah, we're gonna match. I, I could on. run upstairs and break the bananas out. <laughs> hey, right. That's a late night episode. That's the late night show. Yeah, uh, they they got what y'all get last week. Y'all got uh lobsters on my shirt last week, I believe. Get it. I love it. I think what y'all are doing is incredible and it's great to um be here. Thank you for having me. Um let's keep doing it. Uh, there's a lot to share and let's keep talking about it because I just I hope that this helps people and empowers people, encourages people. Shoot the the whole message was about shooting your shot. Um, you right. miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So throw yourself out there, shoot your shot. Hey, I want to get to know you, blah, blah, blah. Do the damn thing because life is short. And, you know, a rejection just gets you closer to where you need to be and where you want to be. And you just learn from it and have a good time. That's what it's really all about. So I've had a good time here tonight. Thank you, Rod. Right. Thank you, Ava. Thank you, HBCU Singles Lounge for having me. Um, it's been a blast, y'all. Thank you. Oh man, um, we're gonna try to slide one of them. I'll be dams over on over there on Dana being Dana. Okay. <laughs> slide one them over there. Let's I do it. Stories all the time. Um, but definitely, um, Sunday, Sunday night, eight nine p.m. Eastern, eight eight Central time. We got Ask a Black Woman with Miss V Bailey, and both shows tie into each other because tonight we talked about shooting your shot and dating sunday she's talking about submissiveness all right you know so ask a black woman comes on sunday next week i'll be back with the show what women want and what they don't want starring the ladies uh tawana and mary lynn from the our lady space podcast that they're in charlotte they're in charlotte and they, they're going to be on next week 
I know we talked a lot about things tonight, but I have to leave you in theory with this because if you should be dancing with your lady like this, I have to find it. Well, I know where it's at, Ava. This is going to be quick. It's like a 30-second file. You should be dancing. Yeah, the men can tune in. They, they always tune in. But you should be dancing with your lady like this. music does something to your soul when it comes well, to house music is dope house music all night long yes uh, thank you again dana for coming man my for pleasure. myself and dana being dana amsterdam talk i'll see you next wednesday at 9 p.m with the ladies from our space our um our lady space talking about what women want this is the rebuttal to the two album what men want show we did like three weeks ago so this should be interesting if you're not doing nothing, Dana, call me. I can bring you on as well. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Not doing anything. So we got another Amsterdam talk. I mean, not Amsterdam talk. We got another um, I'll Be Damn. And I think this is hailing from Philadelphia next week where sex wasn't cracked up to all it was to be. <laughs> so see you next week. Thank you, Dana. You're welcome. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. Have a good All one. Right. Be safe. Good night.